See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right, thinking, how can life be so nice again? La da da da, la da da da, la da da da, sing it, baby. La da da da, la da da da, la da da da, no, sing it, baby. All the things that we can be and all the things that we can see. All the things that we can be and all the things that we can see. You're listening to the Curse Cast with David Carl and R.J. Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at the Curse NM on Twitter, the Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 the team, here's David and RJ with the Curse Cast. Hello and welcome into the Curse Cast. I am David Carl, joined alongside by my co-host, as always, RJ Montano. RJ, it's been a minute. It's been quite a few minutes. Yeah, several minutes. It's been a couple weeks since we've been here, folks. Uh, we apologize. Real life gets in the way sometimes. Um, but it's been uh, not without excitement, both on the New Mexico United front and, and personally. RJ, you are officially... A resident of the Duke City, once again. A Burqueño again. Once again, the city that, that, that birthed you, the city that raised you, you you've come home. I am home. Yeah. It feels good to be home, too. Yeah. Man, there's so many great things. Things are open. Oh. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, RJ has spent the last several years uh, living in Los Alamos. Uh, and as somebody who has not spent a lot of time myself in Los Alamos, uh, RJ tells me that, that really nothing happens there. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you like explosions from the lab or some stuff like that. Aliens. I don't know what they do up there. They're storming Area 51. They're planning for that. Yeah. It's a thing that's happening. I hope they do it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, that's why we haven't been around. You know, RJ's been busy. I got a new job. So we both have been kind of just uh, a lot a lot of personal life stuff. And, uh, and we also, you know, we went to Minnesota. So there's that. Um, so yeah, but we're back. We're here. Um, but let's start, RJ, with... Minnesota United, that trip uh, that we took to St. Paul, Minneapolis. Um, before we get into the actually what happened on the pitch, before we get into uh, the score and, and how everything went, let's talk a little bit about the experience. Take me through your day. Obviously, we got up early, but take me through your day as we prepared uh, to make this trip to St. Paul. Man, it was so exciting. It was hard to sleep the night before. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you slept. Uh, not but well. I, I did not sleep well the night before. <laughs> just nerves and excitement for what was just about to happen. Um, I got to take my niece, my goddaughter, with yes. us. And that was a lot of fun. I mean, this is such a great thing that I got to share with her, which is really cool. But, okay, we get to the airport. It's really super early. Neither her or I are morning people, so we hated that part. Same. But we go pick up our swag bags. Which is and awesome. holy crap, that was awesome. Yeah. And the thing is, normally, you get, all right, so you get a swag bag typically. And it's usually like a drawstring bag that maybe has one or two cool things in it. But you're not excited about the bag itself. You're excited about what's inside of it. That bag is, that's a legit, awesome New Mexico United backpack. Yes. That I now use to, I take it to work with me. I'm going to be using that. Yeah, definitely going to be using that. So, okay, swag bag, pick that up. Yep. Getting our cool ticket. 
I like our unique handwritten handwritten plane ticket. ticket. I'm saving that as a souvenir. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, (laughs) You're walking in through security and then you see our just big, beautiful sun country airplane. And that's so cool, man. Just Mm -hmm. that chartered plane is ours. Like all the work that, that you guys, you and the front office put in for that was, was just like sitting right there. And then we get through security, we get on the plane. Oh, it's just incredible. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And that was just getting to the plane. That's not everything else that went into that. You know what I thought is a weird thing to to enjoy and a weird thing that made me laugh, um, made me smile, was that we were, uh, because we had so many people, we were late taking off. And it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> they waited for us because it was our plane. <laughs> like there was no, they didn't have to like have a set in stone time. Like if we were set to leave, I don't remember what the time was, but like say we're set to leave at 8.30 a.m. and we don't leave till nine. Normally they would leave without you if you weren't ready to go. But no, it's our plane. So they just waited. Just wait for us. That and was really cool. Peter uh, was, and, and Ron were able to give us a little quick announcement on the overhead, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And and. Yeah, they, they, it was our journey, which is really cool. It chartered flights. I don't know if I could ever go commercial again. Maybe. Well, I'm going here a couple of weeks. <laughs> I was going to say. It was so nice to be, be chartered. There's no one pushing you. Everyone's nice. Everyone's happy. Everyone's going to the same place and excited for Would, the same reasons. Wouldn't it be nice to be like rich? Wouldn't that be cool? You could charter planes whenever you want. Okay. So, well, before we get there, yeah. we, we get to our hotel. Yeah. And we have this amazing room. Yeah. And yes, it would be nice to be rich. <laughs> so, so the reason we had an amazing room, so I, I ended up booking the blocks of hotels. Uh, so we had two blocks. We had uh, a block at the Hyatt, which is great. And where RJ, you and I stayed, we stayed at the Intercontinental, uh, which was also really great. Um, and because, lucky me, I was the one who booked the rooms. Well, they just happened to upgrade us to a corner Riverview suite, which is pretty damn cool. Really damn cool. <laughs> okay. And... and, and just a little off topic, but you and I have gone on several trips. This yeah, season. we did El Paso, we did Phoenix, we did uh, Colorado Springs, we did this one. Another one bed room. <laughs> this keeps happening. This keeps happening. Uh, and I swear, I'm not intentionally booking us one bedroom. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, we can, we just, we cuddle. It's fine. Uh, but no, I don't know why we keep getting stuck with one bedrooms. But neither here nor there. Beautiful, beautiful views. Uh, great time. And then RJ, we make our way uh, from the hotel. To the bar. We go to the Black Heart of St. Paul, and that was a fun experience, too. That was really a lot of fun. The The bar, uh, which was their, one of their supporters group's bars, yeah, uh, welcomed, welcomed us in, uh-huh. and it was a very welcoming place. We had so much fun. So many New Mexico United fans were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota fans were walking in, and were like, holy crap, this is cool. Yeah. Just seeing how many of us were out there, especially with how far we had to travel. 1,200-plus miles. And they were as welcoming as you could be. I mean, uh, a lot of New Mexicans were coming up to us telling us, man, I have not paid for a beer all night. Yeah, this is Javi, cool. And- Javi was telling us, he's like, yeah, I haven't paid for a beer, a beer all night. Everybody's been paying for me. It's that Minnesota nice. It's a real it thing. And then uh, just all the great things from uh, from from New Mexico. Garcia's catered some food for us. Yep. Michelob Ultra were free for any New Mexico United fans. Mm-hmm. So it was just such an, a welcoming, fun experience. It was, it was really great. Yeah, it was really great. And as you mentioned, uh, Sam, she is the president of Dark Clouds, which is one of the supporters Sam groups. Is so awesome. Yeah. And that was she is partial ownership of the bar, which is really cool. Uh, so she was telling us a story. So the Allianz stage which is amazing. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, when that was put into the area, uh, there was black. The black heart was already there. The bar was already there, and it was a a queer bar and a drag bar. Um, and 
they had wanted somebody had wanted to purchase a portion of that, uh, and it was really really important uh, to the to the owners of the bar uh, that it stay a queer bar and a drag bar. And I thought it was such a cool story. Sam was telling us it's like we didn't want to change that at all. And we went to the owner and said we don't want to change that. We just want to add soccer to it. So it's a queer drag soccer bar. That was so cool. And after the match, we were a little going a lot of order here. We went back and there was a drag show, and it was it was a lot of fun. Gosh, that was so much fun. Those three Everybody's worlds just time. combined so well, <laughs> and it had. I mean, it was a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So uh, we go to the Blackheart. We meet a ton of uh, Minnesota United fans who are all really great, have some good food, have some beer, and then we march to the stadium, which was so much fun, uh, as always. Uh, but, we, I mean, we've got probably – 200 plus in our in yeah, our march there yep yeah uh marching down the streets of saint paul uh chanting and yelling and and waving Drumming our flags and singing and yeah. trumpets and it was great it was great and we we arrive on the grass at the allianz which uh again a beautiful stadium one of the most amazing stadiums i've ever seen in person uh just absolutely gorgeous um we get there and, and eventually get into the stadium again gorgeous on the inside and we hang out for a little bit, and then ninety minutes—the uh, ninety minutes come—and let's <laughs> let's let's start with the good part. How about that? Before we get into uh, the rest of the bad parts, uh, seventh minute, Santi Moar finally off the Schneid. Uh, he's been he's been looking for goals lately, and we talked about we've talked about extensively that uh, I think a lot of his ability to really be creative comes from Josh Suggs uh, because Suggsy bombs forward. The, the right side of the defense needs to focus on somebody. They got to pick someone. And if you're going to leave Josh Suggs alone, he'll make you pay. Mm-hmm. So they come, they got to focus on Suggs. He's bringing the ball forward. They got to focus on the guy with the ball. And it allows Santi to find space, to be creative. Uh, and they just pair so well together. So uh, Santi gets his goal. Uh, a low kind of worm burner to the right side of uh, of of the goalkeeper and just inside the post and low. Um, and, and New Mexico United is up 1-0. And... Whoo! That was the best feeling in the world. That was the most. That, yeah, I, I, it was indescribable because we were just going nuts and we're up. Mm-hmm. We're up at a, a really good team. We're up against their first team. Yep. I mean, yeah, they played. They played their starters. Everything was feeling great at seven minutes and, in, <laughs> and then three minutes later, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Angelo Rodriguez. Uh, three minutes later, gets his first of three. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the the mood quickly changed. But again, I mean, at that point, even when he, it's 10 min, 10th minute, uh, we're tied 1-1. I'm still feeling all right. It's like, okay, it's 1-1. Yeah. to We just got to get another one, get back ahead. Um, <laughs> and then six minutes later, Darwin Quintero gets his. It's 2-1 New Mexico. I mean, excuse me, 2-1 Minnesota. And then two minutes later, Angelo Rodriguez adds his. 3-1 Minnesota. Five minutes later, John Gregas adds his. 4-1 Minnesota, and then just before half, Angelo Rodriguez comp- completes a natural hat trick, 45th minute, 5-1 at the half. It was rough. That was rough. Uh, we're still, but the thing is, you know, despite the fact that we were down 5-1, uh, I got to give a lot of credit to the fans who kept yelling, kept drumming, kept singing, um, despite the fact that, you know, some fans were trying to taunt and, 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 um, you know they kept they kept the spirit up, and that's hugely important. They continued to support the guys, um, and it was good. You know through through the half, you know into the second half, you know they got one more in the sixty second. Miggy Ibarra scored to make it six one, and that would be your final six to one. Obviously a one sided affair. Um, 
But, you know, it was it wasn't necessarily about the result. That's easy for me to say because we lost. You know, if we won, of course it was about the result. But in this situation, to have that many people show that kind of an interest, to have that many people travel 1,200 miles, take time off of work, purchase plane tickets, purchase a hotel, none of these people had to do this. You didn't have to. I didn't have to. You know, none of the people, literally, not one of the probably 300-plus people we had in that stadium had to take time off work or pay to be there, and they did. They chose to support this team because it's New Mexico's team, and that was awesome. Yeah, seeing uh, our fans were relentless. Yeah. Just we're down 5-1 at halftime, and uh, the um, Rodriguez scores the fifth goal. Yeah. In, in, was it stoppage time or right before stoppage it was, time? It was, it was, yeah, right around there. And, and, I mean, everyone went quiet, like, oh. <laughs> Another one. And then here comes the song again, just immediately after, we love you, we love you, we're not gonna, we're not gonna quit, and, and progressively gets louder and louder and louder as we're going, and mm-hmm. we're cheering, and we're chanting, and we're down four goals at halftime, and the New Mexico United faithful are, are as loud as they were in the beginning of the game. You know, my favorite part of the entire trip was, to, to your point there, uh, my favorite part of the entire trip is after we've lost 6-1, to one, uh, we're still in the stadium. We're still yelling. We're still chanting, and the players come over. And this—I mean, when the players come over, it's pretty much my favorite thing always. Um, <clears throat> but the players come over, and they're clapping and thanking us for coming. And a couple of the players are throwing jerseys into the stands, and and that's that's awesome. And then right after that, the players are kind of turning around to go back, and again, we're still chanting. Troy comes over. Uh, and he starts clapping and, and waving and thanking us. And we're still chanting really loudly. And you can just see on his face what it meant to him. Yeah. Like, it looked he, like he was about to cry. He wore his emotions on his sleeve right there. He really yeah, did. He and was, then watching him hop over the video board and go give his wife yep. a big hug, it was... But he's just like, he's he's patting his chest, you know, to show, you know, what this means to him. You know, patting his heart. He's, he's waving, he's thanking them. And like I said, it, it looked like he was about to cry. That, like... The, the impact that we can have on people, the impact that we can have on the state and, and that the club can have and we can have back on the club. And, and that's what it's all about. That was my favorite moment of the whole trip. And it was an amazing trip. But that was that was truly it felt special. It yeah. felt special. Um, and this again, club is bringing out the great in a lot of people. There's a lot of great people already. Sure. And I think it's bringing us all together, mm-hmm. but it's bringing out the great in almost every New Mexican that's, that's into the club as much as not, not as much as we, are. I mean, there's people who are more than we are, but yeah, absolutely. just it's bringing everyone together and everyone has this passion. It has this, this want that we want that we are better than what our reputation is. We are better than what people think we are and see we are. Yep. And we're going to show you and having that kind of passion, like, Hey, we just got our ass handed to us. Uh, we played a hell of a team. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Damn good team. They they took. I mean, they took us serious. They took us serious. Yeah, and that was they probably the biggest compliment they could have paid us. Like absolutely, their ass kicking was a compliment to us. Like, hey, you guys have beat two MLS teams already, and you're not going to do that in our stadium. This absolutely. place is badass. You're not going to come in here and beat us. And they sure as hell showed us why. You're 100 percent right. That's an absolutely a compliment. And then to see the video um, that the club put out of Troy's speech in the locker room afterwards uh, talking about how and you know what what they've done in this US Open Cup run what the club has done means that nobody can forget about New Mexico ever again they won't they won't you know we're we're a state that's forgotten about all the damn time nobody cares you know they think we're part of Mexico they you know they 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 don't care about New Mexico. They don't care about the players who are from here they don't care about the team who is from here they don't care about the people who are from here 
they can't forget us anymore. You know, and that was that was what what Troy was saying. He said, you know what, what you because of what you've accomplished, because of what you've shown the country on this on this big stage. You know, it's it's the it's the biggest stage in in American club soccer is the U.S. Open Cup. Um, nobody can forget about New Mexico anymore, and that that tugged on the heartstrings for me. It did. Yeah, I watched that video a few times, and just man, it's powerful. Troy can talk. Yeah, he can. Talk He's a motivator. Us. Yeah, he could. He could make us run through a wall. Yep. Uh, and and if you look back at this run that New Mexico United went on to get here, I mean, beating Phoenix yep. in extra time, and that was the, that was our first matchup. First matchup. Yeah. I mean, we we don't win that game. None of this happens, and we don't even know. Mm-hmm. We don't know that all this special everything that we could have had it to me i would have been like yeah finally we could focus on league play and keep sure and i would have been happy but but you don't know what you missed yeah i didn't know what we were missing and even as we were dropping points in in league play and we're gonna get into that just having this run and me flip-flopping of do i love it do i hate it do i love it do i hate (laughs) it? i loved it the whole time now that it's over i loved it yeah i loved it and i really wish we could be playing portland i really do of course so cool, but to be taken serious like, the way we were and the experience that we had, and and I think we opened some eyes not only in just Minnesota but around the country. Like, look at this traveling fan base. They they flew, they chartered a plane. Yep, there are some people who drove. Yeah, people who drove from Albuquerque all the way to Minneapolis for this match. Uh, people going to Denver, flying out of there. Just how many people we had there? I think it opened eyes, saying like, "Oh, this is a fan base to be reckoned with," and yeah. not, not just like a Cincinnati fan base where they're loud and obnoxious, but a passionate fan base who who knows the soccer and knows what this club is about. Yeah, I like Minnesota United. They tweeted, uh, "Hey, New Mexico United, your fans are pretty dope." And they had a picture of us. I mean, the, the entire corner of that stadium was was filled with black and yellow, which is great. I love that. And uh, well, I think, is, is it the, the black clouds? Or I think Dark the, clouds. Dark clouds. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, dark clouds or I think just everything is the, the drink, drink 90 drink. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of their slogan, drink 90 drink. And they, they sure as hell did that. <laughs> we drank before, we drank after. We did. But when we drank after, they were like, wow, you guys brought it. Like you were getting your ass handed to you and you were just as loud. Yeah. Just, I mean, it, you were impressive. And that was cool to hear them saying like, you guys, you know, kudos to you guys. You. Yeah, we'll support this team through thick and thin. But I, I also want to point out something that I think is, is really important. You know, I've seen a lot of people saying on social media, you know, we'll support this team through thick and thin, which is great. And I wholeheartedly agree with that this is not thin folks <laughs> i just want to point that out uh you know this is this is this is we just made a run in the us Open cup to the quarterfinal as an inaugural season team in a technically lower league all the matches on the road and we made it to the quarterfinal this is not thin you know yes we lost six to one that's rough and yes we've dropped points in the league which again we're going to get to in just a minute um but this is not thin. We got to stick around for when things get bad. And and at some point, whether this season or or next season or the season after that, things will not go great. You know, we will we will drop a lot of points. Uh, we will be out of playoff contention at some point in some season. Hopefully not this year. You know, so it's important that we stick with this team regardless. So this is again, this is not a thin time, folks. Just be prepared. At some point, you know, I I, I just I have flashbacks as an Arsenal supporter. I was going to say this sounds like an <laughs> Arsenal thing coming out. Right it is. It is. I mean, to an extent, it is. And and you know what? Fans of, of of any team have been through rough times. This is a great time. We should be celebrating right now while refocusing on the league, which I'm sure is what the players are doing right now. They are refocusing. So let's get to the league. Um, it hasn't been pretty in the league. It's been a hell of a run in the Open Cup, which, again, we've talked about at length. 
But we haven't won in the league since. I'm pulling it up right now. Our last win in the league was in, no, that's Open Cup, was uh, against Austin Bold. That was on May 25th. It's been almost two calendar months since Mm -hmm. we've won in the league. That's rough. That's rough. Uh, we we won in the Open Cup. That was against Colorado Springs. We won several Open Cup matches. We drew against Oklahoma City on June 5th. Uh, we lost 3-0 at home, our last home match. That was at Sacramento, against Sacramento. We lost, obviously, in Las Vegas 5-1. Uh, we lost against Real Monarchs 1-0. We drew against Los Dos. Um, and we lost to Fresno, most recently. So it is time to refocus. And I know, and we all know that the guys know that. We know that Troy knows that. We know that all the coaching staff knows that. Um, and RJ, this goes back to the point that you've made several times. You know, I, I've been, I've been the rah-rah open cup guy throughout, but you've, you've gone back and forth on this. And, and there's a reason why it's not that you're a party pooper. It's that the league matters. So, so talk a little bit about that. You know, it, obviously it has not been pretty in the league for a little bit now. No. And, and watching us drop points against teams that we should have beaten Las mm-hmm. Vegas, Los Dos, uh, home games that we could have won Oklahoma City Sacramento, Sacramento. Um, l- luckily here, here, here's how I say it. there was only two games in that whole stretch that were at home and yep. we tied one lost one Yep. so that two month hell stretch that we all look at the calendar and we're like geez they're going to be gone for two straight months pretty much we're through that we got we're, one we're more done. away we match. Got one more away match but we're, we're mostly through that that hell two month summer that we're going to have yep I didn't like seeing us drop points against teams that we should have. Of course. Taken something from at least one. And then and then there's been a few circumstances, we'll get into this a little bit later, that officiating has caused some stuff. Oh yeah. And and it's changed the way that we approach the game, changed the way that we play. But watching us drop points from either ahead or not even be in games or or just look lackadaisical against some teams because Granted, we were we just played an MLS team. It's hard to get up to the dose well, after and, you beat Dallas. And the and the schedule congestion, really. I mean, it's 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 half what you just said, which is, you know, we just played an MLS team. How can you get excited for Los Dos? There's 18 people here. How am I supposed to get excited? Exactly. But on the other hand, it's also we just played a game on Wednesday against the MLS team, and now we have to play a game on Saturday, and our legs are noodles right now. And it was hot and muggy in Dallas. It wasn't very much cooler in LA. No. Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. That was what the schedule looked like for a long time. So you can understand tired legs. Mm-hmm. You can understand maybe not as much focus is what you're kind of referencing there. Yeah. Um, but now's the time to refocus. And I think I want to get a little bit into that in the next segment here. So let's take a quick break and come right back and let's look forward. Let's look ahead to what's coming up for New Mexico United. You're listening to the Kirsten. So Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. New Mexico United Soccer. More than a team, this is a family. We wanted so badly, so desperately to do this for Justin and his family and honor his dad, and we honored him in the best way possible. You better not be the one to doubt her. We had to do 
blow your own mind. What a win with the goalie. We had, and it's 3 now. We gon' blow your own mind. New Mexico United Soccer on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. We gon' blow your own mind. Watching the one hit wonder on my TV screen. Said how his good looks and his groovy beats are gonna help you move your beats in And welcome back into the Curse Cast. Time for segment numero dos. Joined alongside uh, by my co-host, as always, RJ Montano. RJ, we're going to look forward now. We're going to look ahead. We're going to look to the future. The Open Cup is in the past. It was a beautiful thing. It is no longer there. We're looking ahead now. And, uh, well, let's start with what we're going to be seeing by the time you guys hear this. Today, tonight, a friendly against Cardiff City. The first time a European team has from what I've been told and what I've been able to gather, ever played in New Mexico. That's pretty damn cool. That is great. And can I call this an exhibition? Yeah, absolutely. This I've is been, an exhibition. I've been told, <laughs> no, don't call it an exhibition. The Open Cup was not an exhibition, RJ. This is an exhibition. Absolutely. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, uh, New Mexico United host Cardiff City at UNM Lobo Soccer, I don't know the name of the stadium. I should know the name of the stadium, but I don't know the name of the UNM Soccer Stadium. But anyway. Um, I think it's UNM Soccer Stadium. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. Well, hosting Cardiff City, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be, um, I guess we don't have to focus quite as much on being intense, which don't get me wrong. I love being intense. I love, you know, being creating a great atmosphere, and we're going to do what we can to create a great atmosphere. But I think it's, it's a little more of an opportunity to just enjoy and and not focus so much. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it's yeah. more about the soccer than it is about us uh, creating the environment that we normally create against opposing teams. It's going to be fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, for those of you who maybe don't follow uh, English soccer all that much, Cardiff City uh, was a Premier League team and technically still is a Premier League team until the start of the the next season. They were relegated in this last season, but they uh, in the last match of the season beat Manchester United, someone that everybody a, t- a club that everybody's heard of. Um, Beat them. Uh, so, I mean, they are, they are a quality side. I mean, if if you had told me that a, a Premier League team was going to be coming to New Mexico at the beginning of the year, I would have said, that's crazy. Sign me up. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they they play in Wales. Uh, and, uh, again, English Premier League. And, and they'll be in the championship next year. And they picked up a win last week against uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was a 1-0 final over uh, on the first match of their American tour, if you will. Um, and we are, we are match numero dos. And it'll be a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to to hosting these folks, and and it'll be good. And then they're on back off to uh, to back off to uh, to the UK after that. So it'll be a lot of fun. So um, we've got Cardiff. It's going to be great. But then we get back into USL League play, which is what we're all really focused on at this point. Um, and we we begin with kind of a, a match that was really bad for us, frankly, the last time we played them. It was our first ever home loss, Sacramento, um, and that's who we play on the road. Uh, that's going to be next Wednesday, the 24th, and that is the match, RJ, that finally ends this long string of away matches. Thankfully, it's been, as you said, two months in a row with just away match. We haven't, we haven't had a home match in that time. Um, we go to Sacramento. Let's get a measure of revenge. Let's go there and, and let's get three points and really get focused up um, and ready to come home. I think that would be great. 
And it's a good time. Sacramento's uh, dropped two of three. Mm -hmm. Uh, They picked up a win against the Timbers, too. So that's a good team to beat. But um, they're they're beatable at home. They're a little bit shaky. So let's see if we can go out there and do something against them. It's uh, kind of weird because the games are kind of close together, Mm -hmm. uh, in a matter of speaking, uh, compared to some of the other games that we've been playing. So uh, we lost them here at home. Let's see if we could go out there and what we could do. Now that we have full focus Mm -hmm. on just league play, what we could do against Sacramento. And hopefully we have a full squad back too. Yes. And we've got Suggsy back. Kavon served his suspension in the uh, match against Fresno. Uh, So he is expected to be back. We've got Santi. Uh, We've got all of our guys... uh, Knock on wood, no injuries right now, uh, no suspensions right now. Um, so we should be at full strength, which would be really, really great. Um, so uh, Juan back too. Yes. Coming off his red card suspension. Yes, absolutely. So uh, that's a Wednesday night. That's the 24th. And then we go into another Wednesday night the following week. We're finally back home against El Paso. Uh, that is a game that we would very much like to win. Uh, one, because El Paso is ahead of us in the standings. Two, because El Paso sucks and screw them. Uh, and three, because uh, it's, again, our first home game in a very long time, and it would be very nice to win that match. Yeah, just to get everyone back into the swing of things, uh, you know, smack around the little brother a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everything should be nice. So, yeah, that's a game that we uh, should win. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And a game I think we'll be really focused on. Uh, following that, we're home again on Saturday. That's August 3rd against Austin Bowl, the team that we beat 3-1 to last time. That was our last league win. Um, and then we've got Portland Timbers, Los Dos. These are teams. We're getting into the part of the season now where we're playing teams for the second time. Um, we haven't done that yet. Uh, I don't. There's no team that we've played twice. I don't think Fresno, Lake. Fresno, Fresno, and Monarchs. Yeah, Fresno and Monarchs. We've played twice, but now we're getting into the part of the season where we are playing teams a second time. So it'll be really interesting to see RJ uh, how teams may have adjusted to us. Um, they've seen us once before, and they've seen us have a run through the Western Conference once before, um, and how teams have changed uh, since the last time we played them. There have been some signings across, uh, you know, a couple different teams across the Western Conference. Um, so. There's a lot to a lot that'll be different, I think, um, and hopefully uh, a lot that will be different compared to our, our most recent league form. Yeah, that, and getting back into that, it would be would be I think I don't know what I'm trying to say. It'd be I, I just I again for us I think I think the focus needs to be on uh, I guess just getting back to that form, getting that we back were to at, basics. I think you know, is, is kind of what I was getting. Seems at. like. We, we did change and we played up to our competition a lot mm-hmm. of times and maybe weren't playing up to or, or playing down to some some levels. Sure. So getting back to where we were playing at our potential, playing our own game, uh, trying to force the tempo, I think is what, what I was trying to say, is, is trying to get back to where we were and what was successful for us is mm-hmm. what should be the focus right now. Sure. And I mean, we're a team that doesn't necessarily need to play with a ton of possession. We counter well. We play well with a high press. Um, and we need to get back to that. And, and, and frankly, I don't think we've done that in a lot of the more recent matches. Um, I think when New Mexico is leading in possession, I don't know that it's necessarily a good thing, frankly. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's again, it's, it's a matter of refocusing. And Troy is a motivator. We've already talked about that this episode. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he will have the guys ready to go. I mean, these guys, they are not ones to rest on their laurels. Um, 
the focus needs to be there and and I'm excited for us to be home again. And that's another thing. You know, we've we've played all these teams uh on a lot of them on the road. It's 10 of our final 13 matches I believe are at home. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Um and that that will go a long way, you know. And it's it's been again a couple, a rough couple of weeks in the league, but uh I Stick with stick with this team. Yeah, again, this is this is this is the beginning of I think a really positive run for this club. And we've gone on just a, a few of these road trips, mm-hmm. and we're exhausted coming off of that. We didn't have to play ninety, right? So or or one twenty. Well, when we were in Vegas, that's a perfect example of it. You know, uh, it's incredibly hot, incredibly hot out there. We are sweating like crazy, and what are we doing? We're standing. Yeah, just standing, standing it's in place. Comfortable. It's not fun. Yeah, the, it's annoying. Sure. So yeah, these guys. It's it's easy to see that. So getting that home stretch at the end of the season is really a blessing because it's gonna be that stretch run that we're gonna need to get maybe into a a, a bye game. Mm-hmm. So host hosting a, host, yeah hosting a playoff match would be really important. Do you see? I'm looking at the the second half of the of the, of the schedule here, RJ. Do you see a match that in your mind sticks out as potentially hugely important? I see one for me, um, and I'll, I'll go ahead while you look at that. I'll, uh, for me, it's it's September 28th. That's what I was gonna say. New Mexico United hosting Phoenix Rising. That is huge. Phoenix Rising right now looks absolutely unfreaking beatable. I mean, they 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 haven't lost, and I don't even know how long. I don't care to look up their schedule right now, but they their uh, last nine games they've won. Yeah, it's not even that they they haven't lost. They haven't dropped any points. Uh, they look absolutely unbeatable. Um, they will lock up the number one seed soon, frankly. Yeah, um, and that's fine. That's fine. Let them lock up the number one seed. That's going to be a huge match for us for playoff positioning. That is going to be the match that more than likely will decide the winner of the Four Corners Cup. Uh, and and that's a match that we need to win for rivalry purposes as well. We've gone into their place several times. We've never lost there. Yeah, we're undefeated. We're undefeated in their place. But we also never won in regulation, which is really interesting as well. So I would love for them to come into our place and for us to just shellack them. I would love a 3-0 win here at our place because i mean the curse is based upon us the, us being a fortress the name the curse mm-hmm. is based upon new mexico being a fortress for us what better way that to, to show how much of a fortress the lab can be than to have this club who's seemingly unbeatable come into our stadium and lose well they don't play in environments like uh, ice hopes park very often correct even at their home place they're selling out but they're only selling out to six thousand people mm-hmm. and it's a huge metropolis so they should be drawing more than six thousand people they need a bigger they stadium the MLS. they need a bigger stadium they need to fill the stadium they have yes one. yes uh but but all that aside they're not playing in front of the crowds that new mexico united is playing in front of so uh-huh. that should help that yeah. should help rattle them just enough to throw them off balance yeah absolutely and i especially I'm- with them being so highly ranked teams that are highly ranked like teams that come into the pit that are high ranked those draw those games just draw people mm-hmm. especially if the team's on a run like new mexico united i imagine will be yes so that should be a wild game the game you circled is the same game i'm going to circle because that is going to be the game that's going to really everything's in on that game. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, I mean, another one that I think is, is going to be particularly important is August 11th. Uh, that is a game. It's a road game. Uh, one of our few road games remaining. It's at Portland Timbers too. I would love to go in there and get a win as well. You know, we, we all remember how things went last time. You had a three, one lead. Uh, uh, all of a sudden Portland's, excuse me, we had a two nil lead. All of a sudden Portland comes in and scores three goals in about 
12 minutes, I think was the case. They take a 3-2 lead. Uh, we come back, Kevon Frater scores, and I believe the 92nd minute at that point to give us a, a draw at home. Uh, that was a rough game, a difficult game, a scrappy game. There was pushing and shoving. And and by the end of the match, Portland Timbers, two players and New Mexico United players, didn't seem to like each other very much. Oh, yeah, so I, I am very much looking forward to that match. Again, it'll be a road match, so we'll be watching uh, via watch party. I would love to see David Estrada score against his old club. Um, and shush the tens of fans that are there. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Uh, and I, I think that will be an important one for us. So if, if there's two matches uh, in the second half of the season that I'm circling, um, it would probably be the Phoenix match and the Portland match for me. See, and, and you got to pick up these points against, we're going to have Reno here. We're going to have uh, RGV, Sounders, Vegas Lights. Sure. All those teams that close out the season here, you need to pick up those points. Yes. You can't let any points slip in those games. Mm-hmm. I mean, you we had some difficulties on the road at all of these places. Yep. And we've, I think we tied all of them and lost to Reno and lost to Vegas. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And lost to Vegas. So those are points that we need at home. Yes, absolutely. It's, and again, that's the whole point of having a fortress. It's the whole point of, of again, the name, the curse is that this is our stadium. What works for you at home ain't going to work here. So again, excited for some of those home matches, uh, excited to have so many home matches. Um, and, and looking forward to an awesome second half of the season. All right, let's get to it. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, RJ. You want to lead us off uh, with your ugly? Uh, and again, we start with the ugly so we can end on a good note. Yeah, so my ugly is going to be an ugly that we've had several times this season already, and it's the USL officiating. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, we haven't been on air since this happened. Uh-huh. Uh, specifically, the USL's Dijon Susak. He's a mustard. Dijon, you suck. (laughs) He was the uh, ref for the United versus uh, Real Monarchs match in which was an abysmally called game. That was the worst one of the season, in my opinion. A gruesome injury to one of the Monarch players in that game as well. And and I don't think that that injury would have happened had the ref had control of the game. So yeah, so the the uh, the player I don't remember the player's name, uh, but he came flying in for a a tackle that frankly. should have been called as a foul, and I believe it was called as a foul. It was, it was yeah. um, but the thing is, if if the referee has control of the match, um, he's probably not coming in and, and making a diving tackle like that. Um, there were several high studs tackles. There were several tackles from behind that were not called. So this player, uh, Ricardo com- Avia, Avia comes in, and and if you're a player, you're thinking, okay, this referee's not calling something like this. I'm going to make this tackle. So he comes in and he makes a tackle. His foot, it appears, gets caught in the grass uh, and gruesome injury. I mean, his foot is turned the wrong way by the end. Yep. And and we wish him all the best and we hope for a speedy recovery. And it was it was horrible to watch. It, um, but again, hard because he, he was getting away with it. So it's kind of in your head. Like, exactly. I'm going to be getting away with this. I'm going to, I could do this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's going to happen. So it was an injury that I don't think normally had the game called right. He would have gone for. Yeah. I honestly do not think that. And, and the whole match was just lopsided with their officiating. Sure. It, it was very anti New Mexico United. Maybe it's because me and you <laughs> talk so bad about these terrible officials. They're bad. And Tyler, the, we're not, we're not the only ones who talk, who yeah. talk about it. I mean, Podcasts from around the USL and and uh, the the broadcasters for the USL. Like we talked about Tyler, talk with Tyler Terrence. You know, the the officiating is abysmal in this league. Um, And, you know, when people, you know, ask me to talk about New Mexico United and ask me to talk about the USL, I talk about all these great things. And if if you ask me what the worst thing about the USL is, it's the officiating. And it's not close. By far. It's not close. The USL is a great league. Their officiating sucks. 
unapologetically is awful it's, in every way. Yeah, it, this is what turns people off that are on the edge of like, well, let me give this soccer stuff a try. You see this, and it's like, no, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah. Also, the time-wasting uh, several teams do, I hate that. That's, that's a another, problem that's, everywhere. That's next week's ugly, but <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Dijon Susak, you are my ugly for this week because you are garbage. Dijon, you suck. Hot garbage. Um, my, ugly, my ugly, uh, as is often the case, comes from our little brothers to the south. So, RJ, uh, one thing that we here in New Mexico really like to do, New Mexico United fans, supporters, uh, members of the curse, all that kind of stuff, we've got a lot of really great flags. We've got op- our opening match flags uh, that United gave out. They're really great. The Calavera flag for Cinco de Mayo, uh, the Pride flag that we've got. And, I mean, these are great. These are really awesome. We've got seeing them everywhere, too. Yeah, people, people bring them to later on matches. They put them up in their front yards. They're great. Um, we really like them. A little while back on Twitter, uh, some of the El Paso faithful uh, like to give us like to give us a little bit of stick for uh, essentially for those flags, saying, "Well, you guys are are plastic supporters waving your flags that were provided to you by your front office." The club and gave them to you exactly, exactly, which. We pretty much just kind of ignored and shrugged off and, you know, whatever, El Paso being El Paso. Those bastards. Well, for the next home game, the El Paso locomotive are handing out to their supporters supporter flags. What? <laughs> Which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. That plastic supporters group. There it is. There is nothing wrong with El Paso giving their supporters flags. I think that's great. They should have flags. They wave them around. That's awesome. It, it provides great atmosphere. You guys are but, plastic. But here's the thing. Eighth notch. Here's the thing, six shooters. Where's your consistency, bro? Where's your consistency? If you want to call out our supporters for their (laughs) flags, for saying they're plastic supporters because the club gave them flags, call out your own club. Call out your own supporters. Do it. You that, plastic supporters group. That's You're my ugly. Owned by the team anyway. Come on. <laughs> but guys, that's my ugly. Yeah, that's that's again that's ugly. just consistency. Especially because they like to put their big nose in our business all the time. It's, <laughs> it's consistency is all I'm asking for. Again, there is absolutely nothing wrong with locomotive giving their fans flags, their supporters flags. That's great. But just own it. Be consistent. You guys are scum. <laughs> all right, you're bad. It's a back-to-back episodes with El Paso being the ugly. I think we should make this a thing. Yeah. All right. My bad is the uh, U.S. Open Cup handing the prize money to Ah, St. Louis. This pissed me off. This is garbage. So the team that does, I guess, the best in in the level, so USL, League One, League Two, Championship, uh, whoever does the best. So it's a little – so it's it's the top amateur team and then the top USL championship team and then – the winner after that. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, go ahead. So the, whoever makes it either the furthest or has the best showing, uh, gets prize money. It's $25,000. Nothing to, to scoff about. No, uh, New Mexico United beat. I don't care what the U S open cup says. They beat two real L- MLS teams and two, uh, USL championship teams. Let me, I'm going to briefly interrupt you. So the way it works is whichever USL team goes, the farthest gets the money. The tiebreaker for that is, the te- the quality of teams you beat so not quality but the no, league of teams be you beat but the league of teams you beat so whoever beat the most highest tier so the highest tier is MLS so whoever beat the most MLS teams if those are equal whoever beat the most USL championship teams if those are equal whoever beat the most USL league 1 teams and all the way down 
Sorry, continue. So, New Mexico United beats two MLS teams, but they're counting the win against the Colorado Rapids as a tie, a draw. Because we won in penalties. Because we won in penalties. So, so here's the thing. Here, I was under the impression, prior to hearing this, I was under the impression that we would have gotten the money because we beat two USL teams. I mean, excuse me, we beat two MLS teams. So did St. Louis. That would have been a draw, right? Mm-hmm. We beat two USL championship teams prior to that. St. Louis beat one USL championship team and one USL League One team. So my thought is, okay, we 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 should win that based on the tiebreaker. But no, no, it's it's so stupid. See, and the thing is, one of their MLS teams that they beat was Saint uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, and it is Phoenix is stronger than Cincinnati. That's we not beat close. three quality teams. Yes, uh, we beat Colorado Rapids while they were on an upswing. They were on a five match upswing. We FC beat Dallas while they were the, fourth in the Western Conference. Yeah, we beat FC Dallas. We beat uh, Colorado Springs, who mm-hmm. who nothing to scoff about. No. They're better than a League One team, I think. They yes. did beat a League One team. Yes. So New Mexico United should have got that prize money. The U.S. Open Cup needs to, to recheck themselves because yeah, that's garbage. Just, the thing is, if, if you're not going to count it as a win, then why did we advance? I mean, that's the way I look at it. We advanced, so it's a win. Yeah. I, I, there's no need to count it. It's not a draw. I, I I I get the whole you know that that's how it's always been recorded and and you know you draw and then you win in penalties yada yada we advanced it's it should win. be counted as a win a win is a win I wholeheartedly you, I mean, agree if and I've been hearing this a lot on different radio shows and stuff like that penalty kicks is a stupid way to decide it I disagree um, I have I was excited about it but I it's right kicks. you do you do all this work and then you just a bunch of guys kicking the ball I didn't think about it because it's so exciting yeah but it's right it's like it's like having a home run derby at the end of the ninth inning that'd be cool it would be cool it's not the way it should be done yeah no you're right you're right you're right and again I just I I agree with you wholeheartedly this is definitely a bad I so, we that money should have gone to New Mexico are we biased yes but we're also right. Yeah. So, all right, my what do you got? My bad uh, is other teams in the Western Conference picking up players. Man, they have every right to do it. I'm not. It's not bad on their part. Uh, I just hate it, <laughs> frankly. Um, you know, Sebastian Velasquez for for El Paso is good player, uh, but. Even more recently, just yesterday, uh, Phoenix Rising signs uh, Corey Willen, who used to play for Liverpool, is a really good defender, as if Phoenix needed more depth defensively. Uh, and he's it, a young guy. He, he, it's, it's, yeah, he was, he, he was U23 captain for them. Uh, so it's, oof, this is rough, man. This is rough. I mean, the Western Conference is not getting any easier. Um, we got we to gotta build. We got to build. And, and so I've heard a couple people say, you know, well, should we sign players? You know, all these other teams are signing players. Should we bring in new players? Yeah. Should we buy new players from somewhere else? And it, yes and no. Uh, I think each, each direction you go with that has its positives and its negatives. Obviously, a positive would be to, you know, bring in some, you know, maybe some new young talent or whatever it might be. Frankly, if, if you're asking me if I would do it, I'd say no. I don't want to. I love the chemistry our guys have. I love the quality of play they put together. They understand each other. These are these are our guys, and I want to roll with them. I, I and and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe at the end of the year I'm wrong. Whatever. I I, I what's the old saying? Dance with who brung you? Something like that. You, yep. And and I I love these guys. I love the 22 guys we got on the roster. And I I don't I don't think we need to add anybody else. Now if they add other people. Great, we'll welcome them in. I'm not. I'm not trying to rule that out. But at the same time, again, I I, I like the guys we've got. So my my bad is is the Western Conference is looking tougher and tougher every day. Yeah. Do you see any position that could use relief? <sighs> could use relief? 
like you know sign someone bring someone in bring some depth into the to the lineup into the roster sure i be making appearances i think i think depth of up top would be great considering you know Kevon has had some suspension well, issues and, and he's up there in the cards. So is it, would it be a That's safe what I mean. bet to bring someone in that might be able to relieve some of, uh, but the Kevon. thing is, but the thing is, you know, when Kevon's not there, Devin's great. And Devin's there. Devin's great when Kevon is in there. And I mean, we've talked about this before. We don't have starters and reserves really on this club. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be Devin and Santi and bees up there. It can be Kevon and bees and Devin up there. It can be, Ryan and Kevon and Santi up there. It's very interchangeable. It's it's great. I love that. But as far as depth, maybe it's up top. But again, I I if if I'm making the decisions, and obviously I'm not, otherwise we'd be in last place. Uh, but if I'm making the decisions, I I don't think we need to bring anybody in. Frankly, I, I like the guys we've got. Uh, so I I've perused the cesspool that is social media, oh, especially sorry. after some losses. Yeah. And uh, the biggest complaint is uh, the defense. Sure. Could we use another defender or should we just I don't think let the, these guys gel finally? I don't think the problem with defense is lack of talent. That's the thing. The problem with defense, in my opinion, thus far has been struggle with gelling. I think a big part of that is your captain who is on defense has been out injured for a bit. Um, I think it's it hasn't been it hasn't been a, a, a talent issue. And that's what you bring in new players for is to bring in an infusion of talent. If you bring in a, a new player who hasn't played with the team at all, you're setting yourself even further back as far as gelling goes. So no, I don't think so. Again, I think we've got plenty of talent defensively. We got a lot of really great players, and they're they're getting better with working together. They're getting better with gelling together. Maybe it's taking a little longer than some people might like, longer than I might like. Uh, but it's not for lack of talent. It's not for lack of effort. Those guys work their asses off every day. Um, they'll get there. Again, it may take longer than we like, but. We're in a playoff position right now, and we've got half the season to go. I trust these guys. Yeah, and if you look at the defense, they're kind of pulling up a little bit just be, by, by nature of the, the, the scheme, the offensive scheme. So, sure. Yeah, you're going to allow some goals or maybe someone to get behind It's you, high risk, I'd, high reward. I'd, yeah, I'd rather have these guys up there. Uh, Schmidt just mm-hmm. scored. His first, mean, was a, that was his first goal, first professional goal ever at any professional level. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Happy for him. Congrats, so, Justin. Yeah, that's awesome. So you want to see those guys up there putting the pressure on the defense. Yep. So yeah, I agree with you. It's high risk, high reward. You play a high line. That's that's frank. That's just how it works. That's Troy's style, and let's keep it going. And it's exciting. It's drawn all the fans mm-hmm. to New Mexico United. So yeah, let's keep this going. All right, you're good. End us on a good note. My good is Minnesota nice. Ah, yes. That is a real thing. Yeah. And it is weird and, and is awesome. And how do you explain it? <laughs> like everywhere you go, everyone's happy to talk with you and, and wish you luck. And, and what was it? We were, we were on our way or we hadn't quite left yet. We were still in New Mexico and somebody in New Mexico, I mean, in Minnesota, rather on social media or something was like being incredibly helpful. And I remember you saying, Stop it! I I need to hate you. <laughs> I want to be <laughs> yeah. your rival. Right. I'm not like you. We, okay, so we show up uh, and at our hotel, waiting for us yeah. are two trunk loads. Oh, we didn't of even talk about beer. this. Yeah. Okay. So so dark clouds. God, they're freaking nice. Uh, Minnesota Wonderwall, uh, which is kind of the overseeing group of all oh, the uh, of all the supporters groups there. They worked out with I think five local breweries who all donated local beer to us. And so all the people in the hotel, everybody got a couple of local beers for free and like nobody had to pay for that. It just made it happen because they wanted to be hospitable. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So that that's us just getting there. Yeah. So we uh, seek out 
some food because yes. we, we, we've looked it up. Got some juicy Lucy's. Got some juicy Lucy's. So right. we find a place to get juicy Lucy's. Pull in the nicest waiter I have ever had in <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah. And, and the guy's like, hey, I'm glad you guys are here. Hey, like, good luck tomorrow, but not too much luck. And and, and we had we had uh, Juicy Lucy's there, and he's like, well, if you really want a yeah. good Juicy Lucy, <laughs> go to this other place. Yeah, he's like, telling oh my us God. where to go get the best food. And it's not even at his place. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, all over town, that was that way. Yeah. Just people were like, oh, hey, you guys are cool. This is neat to have you here. 90 minutes, they, they beat the heck out of us, and their fans were louder than us. And it was, I mean, the first time in this US, US Open Cup, I think, that we were out out fans, voiced out voice well to be fair they had an entire stadium yeah. full of people and Dude, we had, haven't had that. two sections uh but we two were two very impressive sections per capita we were louder yes guarantee oh, that by far guarantee that. and just them coming up to us people from minnesota saying like hey like no other no no opposing team has ever brought this many fans yeah not even that Chicago, was really cool who's really close that was really cool they were, i mean they were talking about how we have set the bar we being new mexico united supporters have set the bar for their for away supporters in that stadium regardless of league you know they said no mls team has brought that kind of support no anybody has ever brought that kind of support to their stadium which is really cool to hear yeah and it wasn't them just being like oh you're cute little brothers and tussling our hair like no, it was they meant co- it. actual compliments and and what i liked is what they a lot of people were like holy crap this was us from seven years ago yeah like this is minnesota like you guys are what we used to be and we hope to see you as rivals sure because this would be a fun rivalry and i really think somehow having a relationship between new mexico and minnesota united would be cool uh, yeah i would Just like to see him in a friendly, a friendly next year that'd be cool preseason something yeah like, bring them next year really cool bring him to our place yeah also you don't have hair to tussle rj I, well, I I do. It's just your, on it's the bottom chin. of my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my good uh, is is first financial credit union and Clint Gray. Clint. Um, he mean Flint. <laughs> Flint Gray. Yeah, his <laughs> name's Clint, Clint but Clint. don't ask Kob. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, this trip doesn't happen without you guys. Um, you know, you, they didn't have to put up the money they did, and it wasn't just the money. It was the support and addition. They filmed the whole thing and, and like made like a highlight video. They took pictures there. They Clint is a real fan. He's he he's, he's not he's not yeah. just a fan because it's convenient no. for First Financial Credit Union. He is a diehard New Mexico Supporter United fan. Supporter section, member of the curse, all of that. Um, and they didn't. Yes, yes, they got plenty of advertising out of this. Absolutely, um, but that's. That's not why they did it, you know. They they did it because it's a community thing. They did it because it's a New Mexico thing, and they are a local nonprofit New Mexican credit union. So why wouldn't you want to support your community? And and this this is something. This U.S. Open Cup run is something that has made our community better, stronger, more connected. Mm-hmm. And why would you not want to be a part of that? So kudos to First Financial Credit Union. Kudos to Clint Gray. Kudos to all the folks over there who made this trip possible because it doesn't happen without them. Thank you from the bottom of my heart personally. Uh, this was a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I will never forget. You know, throw the score out the window. Uh, it was just a blast and, and, and one of the greatest soccer experiences you could ever imagine. 
Yeah, and being able to share that with with my niece was yeah. really cool. It's something she drummed for ninety minutes. She did, and it was so cool. And then seeing Clint right behind us in the supporter section, screaming his head off with us, mm-hmm. no matter what the score was, he was having a good time marching to the match. He was carrying Bertha, Pride Bertha, Pride Bertha. Yeah, and I mean, he was all in. Like he wasn't he wasn't just the the guy who funded the trip and and was sitting in the suites. He was with us in the crowd. He was with us everywhere we went. He was touring and, and everything and to give just a little bit of a glimpse of of kind of clint's character he will hate that we're talking about him right yes now when he hears this yes uh he's not doing this for notoriety he's doing it for the right reasons but so. i mean he's i mean clint is just another great char- i mean he could be on the team because he's such a high <laughs> character guy but and it's not i mean t- there's the thing is there's several clints in our yeah, group you know are. it's it's you know it's there's a I don't want to name names because there are so many and I will forget so many, uh, but there are so many great people in the curse and so many great Mexico United supporters who are not even in the curse, but they're just great supporters of the yeah. club. Um, and you're all amazing and you're all wonderful and you're, you're all, it's all because of you guys that we're taking this wonderful, amazing soccer ride. That's fresh and new to our state. And, it's it's something we're gonna look back on years from now and and just like it's gonna be the most fond memories. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and it is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, and like I said, I was able to share it with my goddaughter, my niece, and yeah. and have just to have that take her from uh, never seeing a game like an MLS game. She, she I asked her like how, how does this rank with a lot of the stuff because she's been to Dodger games and, and she's not. Like let's that. let's put it out there. She coming into this, she's not a soccer fan. Well, I mean, she plays soccer, but not like but a fan of the professional like a, game. Yeah, at all. she's not at all a plan. Uh, she she loves to play the game, but she's not a. I mean, New Mexico United is her team. Yeah, is my team too. Yeah, mine too. But she just said that was the coolest experience she's ever had, and we got our ass handed to us. Yep, we it was a. Bad and she said, "What she said, she you you said that to, and she's like, I don't care or yeah, something I like that. Care. Doesn't matter. Like, that was so much fun. Yeah, just being there and seeing Minnesota. Like, I mean, it sucked to watch them celebrate, of course, but they didn't." immediately turn to us or, or chant mean things to us. Oh, there, was a couple, there was a couple people, but like <laughs> yeah. for the, the giant crowd that was there, they just enjoyed themselves. Uh, I don't know. It was great. It was great. It was really, I great. never want to hear Wonderwall again <laughs> ever. I mean, to be fair, I never wanted to hear Wonderwall yeah, again I before mean, <laughs> this trip, <laughs> but yeah, but you're anyway. right. You're, you're right. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we've got. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I know it's been again, a couple weeks in between episodes here. We will be back to being more regularly on the schedule once a week. Yeah. Our uh, lives are a little bit calm now. Yeah. Calming and, and down. We're getting home games, which is a lot easier for us. I didn't realize this two month away trip was going to pull us. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing watch parties and we're going all over the place. So we're back in town. We're back here. We'll be back to once a week. Keep tuning in, sending us your questions. We'll have a guest again next week as well. Uh, We'll have that all set up and ready to go. But for now, thank you so much for tuning into the CurseCast. Somos Unidos. We are united. For the taking, the earth is shaking from that groovy quaking. Coming out of this guitar and, and the beat goes on and on and on.